In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. It's time for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi. Everyone has learned lessons in life during their lifetime. Some good, some bad. But from everyone, there has been something learned. And now it's time to share that knowledge. It's called Paying It Forward. Here, these lessons learned are then paid forward to you. With you, Paying It Forward too. Josephine put her professional career on hold after the birth of her first child and turned her attention to being a full-time mother. Well, three kids later, Josephine started her own company, MyMomKnowsBest.com and Glovies, but was dismayed by a lack of information that people would share to help entrepreneurs be successful. That's where Paying It Forward was born. This is Paying It Forward on Drugnet.com. And now, here's your host, Josephine Jirasi. Well, good morning, everyone. It's Josephine here. I hope everybody is enjoying the summer weather here. And um, we're going to start our show today with um, the business tip of the week. And the business tip of the week is, and this is so important, I believe in this so much, is let's make sure that we back up all of our information on our computers. You know, it's great to have the external disk drives, but I am a firm believer, at least for myself, when my computer crashed, it was the first time I did not have to panic. Within minutes, I was able to retrieve my information because I, I personally use Mozzie, which is an off-site um, data storage, and they were able to get me back up in action within a matter of hours. And I just think it's so important as a business owner, we rely on our computers so much that it's so important to make sure that that's our information. Time is money. And for the few dollars that it really costs to back up your information, just do it. Take my advice on this. A friend of mine just recently had a computer crash. He was out of business for three weeks because he had such important information. He was so stressed out about it that it cost him hundreds and hundreds of dollars just to retrieve the damaged files. And it's just something that we really could avoid. So that's my little business tip of the week. If you can, um, if you've been holding off on this for a long time, just do it. And you know what? Trust me, you'll sleep better because of it. Okay. So today's guest is going to be fun. We're going to learn a lot about brands. And we all know in today's um, business world, branding is just so, so important. So, um, you know, I have to tell everybody, I, you might hear it in my voice. There's a lot of excitement today. I have tears in my eyes because you all know that I have my Glovies product, and I just got a huge, huge order about two minutes before I went live today. So I am doing the victory dance. I'm very happy, and I know my listeners out there have been waiting for the big news and um, huge, huge order from Dwayne Reed. So I thank Dwayne Reed so much for that order today. But okay, with that, let's learn about branding from Maria Ross. So Maria is located in California 
and um, in the San Francisco Bay Area, and I thank her so much for getting up so early this morning. Um, Maria Ross is a storyteller. She's a brand strategist. She's a speaker and an author who has an amazing book, and we're going to get to that real soon. She believes that cash flow and creativity are not mutually exclusive. Her two books, the first book is called Branding Basics for Small Business, and her second one, I love the title of this book, Rebooting My Brain. Because so often we get so overwhelmed, wouldn't it be great to just reboot, start over, and realign our wires sometimes. So I think that's a brilliant title. So Maria is a sought-after speaker, and she's appeared on MSNBC, NPR, and The Entrepreneur Magazine. She lives with her husband, Paul, and their dog, Eddie, in the San Francisco Bay Area. Okay, um, I also want to mention Maria's website because it really is chock full of information. It is www.redflies.com. Okay, with that, let's bring Maria on air. Good morning, Maria. Good morning, Josephine. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm very excited, Maria. I cannot believe I got that order. (laughs) That's fantastic (laughs) news. And I just wanted to um, just let folks know that the website address is actually red-slice.com. So they can check that out for, like you said, resources and advice on there. I would love to have them. Oh, perfect. Okay, I forgot that dash, so that's super, super important. Okay, so Maria, I always start my show off about trying to get a history and a story about our guests. So tell us a little bit about, you know, let's go way back to childhood, because I'm a firm believer that entrepreneurs today, a lot of them were entrepreneurs as a kid. And whether it was a lemonade stand, Believe it or not, a lot of my guests were newspaper route people, including myself. <laughs> and um, it was funny. I asked one guest one time if he was ever an entrepreneur. He said, no, not really. And then he was like, well, when I was 12 years old, I used to sell eight-track tape. No, rent eight-track tapes to my friends. <laughs> it was so funny. And I, I was saying to him, and you didn't think you were an entrepreneur? Yeah, exactly. You were Blockbuster before Blockbuster was around. <laughs> <laughs> so it was funny. But, Maria, tell me, did you, did you do anything when you were younger that would, th- that would make you think you would be an entrepreneur when you were older? Well, you know what's funny? I didn't. My grandparents are all immigrants from Italy, and they all had their own businesses when they came over to uh, New York in the early part of the century. But my dad actually worked for like 30-plus years as an engineer for um, an electric company, and he loved his job. It wasn't that he was sort of stuck in a cubicle. He actually really, really had a passion for his work. And the only early childhood memory I can think of that would even be remotely entrepreneurial was I did have plans... Um, we have a summer house out uh, east on Long Island, and I always had plans to open a lemonade stand. But the funny thing is I got all caught up in creating the materials for it, the marketing (laughs) for it, but Uh I never actually did the business. And so it was sort of predestined that maybe I would go into marketing. (laughs) That's so funny. The business part of it. But, yeah, I I worked for companies my entire career, and then um, in 2008, uh, decided to go off on my own. Um, I was working in uh, technology marketing for uh, a lot of Silicon Valley software companies, and I had I had done consumer marketing in my past. I had worked for the Discovery Channel, an ad agency, things like that, and I just kind of got a little tired of 
um, in the technology marketing world, people forgetting that brand was important, forgetting that they were actually selling to human beings at the end of the day, even when Uh you sell to a company, you're selling to a person at that company. And I thought, you know, I really just want to work with people that get it. You know, so I went off on my own and I haven't looked back and I've worked in a variety of industries with, with my clients ranging, ranging from a retail chain um, to, of pet food supplies to, to technology companies to independent uh, solo entrepreneurs like coaches and consultants and people with online businesses. Wow. It sounds it is such an important aspect of any business because it's amazing what a brand can do for you. I mean, Maria, I can think of a brand, and um, it's in the mom entrepreneur world. It was two moms that came up with this product, and it mm-hmm. was just it's an ordinary product. It's not like mm-hmm. they went out and invented this product from scratch and it's the first and only product on the market. It's nothing like that. Mm-hmm. It's just a general product that moms use all the time, but they put a creative name to it. Mm-hmm. And can I just tell you, it's like a $6 million business. Mm-hmm. And it's just the way that they branded themselves. So. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and everybody has, you know, everyone gets caught up in what brand is. Brand is more than your name and your logo. It's actually quite simply your reputation and what you're known for. And okay. everyone has it. Just some people aren't aren't intentionally crafting their brand story and communicating it effectively through their visual aspects, through their verbal aspects, you know, their their bio, their website copy, their sales materials, through the actual customer experience. So, you know, if you're out there saying you're a certain type of quote-unquote brand, are you actually delivering on that promise? If, if you're out there saying you're hip and quirky and fun, are you actually hip and quirky and fun to work with? Is your website hip and quirky and fun? Is your, are your visuals hip and quirky and fun? So I work with a lot of clients on just uncovering what their story is behind their business because that story is the underpinning of your reputation, and that's what's going to make you memorable. That's what's going to, like you're saying, make you stand out because, you know, unless we're actually inventing some new piece of technology, <laughs> I right. mean, really we're not necessarily doing something that is completely unique, even though I work with a lot of clients that are like, nobody else does what I do, what right. I do. you know, I'm like, well, here's five people that do. <laughs> but how can you tell your story in a way, because people are going to have an opinion about you anyway. They're going to have a right. brand impression of you, whether you want them to or not. So it's better to be in control of that message and intentionally be consistent and clearly communicate what it is that you want to stand for and what, what you want them to take away from your business. You know, I think you're so right about something, Maria. I mean, what you triggered in my mind is sometimes as entrepreneurs, we are so stuck in our own little bubble that mm-hmm. we think our customers have this perception of us, but sometimes mm-hmm. it's totally different from what we think, but we're so involved in it day to day. It's probably a good idea to really just go out to people and say, so exactly what is your perception of me? Mm-hmm. It's good to get an outsider's point of view because, um, like I said, in our mind, we're working on it. Every, I can remember my brother is in the um, trade show business, mm-hmm. and he did an incredible job marketing this trade show. It was a huge, huge trade show in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And... Um, In his mind, he reached out to thousands and thousands of people. It was a huge success. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I wonder what was other people's perception of that show. 
Do you know what I'm saying? Exactly. And, you know, when I work, I work with businesses both, both that are brand new and crafting their brand strategy from scratch, which is ideal before you actually work on your website or your materials or your tactics. But, mm-hmm. like, in that case, you know, I work with clients that are already working or already in business and they're, they're rebranding or they're clarifying their brand. And sometimes with those clients, it, you know, it is about let's survey your customers. They might be buying from you for a reason that you've never even promoted um, because they may be thinking of you in a certain way, and you know you can maybe leverage that to your advantage, or or see what people are really thinking, like you're saying, yeah. because we're in our own heads too much, and that's really the thing. The objectivity is key. It's you've got to look at a business from the eyes of the outsider. I think you're so right. Great point. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Maria Ross from Red Slice. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on Toginet.com. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lippman on Toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lippman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Second chances. We all deserve them. And we are all worthy of them. Second chances. With your host, Midge Noble. Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central on Toginet is like coming home to warm, fresh-baked cookies, a hug from Grandma, or an enthusiastic greeting from your dog. Second Chances, hosted by Midge Noble, a licensed professional counselor, is affirming, warm, genuine, validating, and thought-provoking. Second Chances is a place to be heard, a place to laugh, a place to cry, and a place to be seen. For more on Midge and Second Chances, check out MidgeNobleSecondChances.com. Then be a part of a show that will change how you think, how you feel, and what you do. Give yourself the gift of second chances and see where it will take you. So take a deep breath, open your heart, open your mind, and join host Midge Noble for Second Chances. Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine, and we have Maria Ross with us today. And the first segment of our show, we got a great introduction to branding. But um, before we talk more about branding, you know, something very unique happened to Maria, 
And I think it's important for the listeners to know. So, Maria, can you tell us about your brain aneurysm and what happened? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's it's very very intertwined in my business. When when people go to my site, they'll see that I write about branding and I also write about brain injury. But um, in 2008, about six months after I started my own business, I got struck down by an unexpected brain aneurysm and. Mm. Uh, actually shouldn't be here, really, um, by wow. all accounts. So um, I, I went through, uh, luckily my husband was home at the time. And did he you have the, any warning, Maria? I did, I did. Way? I had probably a month and a half before I had gotten a very, very sudden, severe, worst headache of my life, neck pain, back pain, and was suffering since that point from occasional migraines, vomiting, all of that. Um, the doctor oh, wow. just thought I was under a lot of stress with starting my own business and just moving. And so we were monitoring the situation, but I never, he never got me to get a scan. And then oh. um, it ruptured, but luckily um, my husband had come home from work early that day to take care of me because I wasn't feeling well. So, um, yeah, so fast forward, you know, many months and, and years of sort of learning to adapt to some of the, the cognitive deficits, but I had an amazing recovery, and I just recently um, felt a responsibility with that recovery to be a voice of so many brain injury and brain aneurysm patients. So I wrote a book that came out in uh, earlier this year called Rebooting My Brain, and the response has been overwhelming from from people that have suffered from brain injury, just basically oh. talking about also, you know, not just the personal aspects of it and the cognitive deficits I had to overcome and how I needed to change the way I work. But, you know, again, the work aspect, I got back to my business. I got back to a thriving business. Um, and, you know, I, I took away some went. lessons. Yeah, I definitely uh-huh. took away some lessons from that experience that I also actually ironically realized were some of the same things I teach my branding clients. So wow. it's kind of crazy how how life kind of comes full circle. But, yeah, it's, it's given me a new perspective on the work that I do and, and how I work. Um, so, yeah. I'm it's sure that. it changed your life and everybody around you to have experienced oh, that. You know, many of my listeners know my first husband had passed away of a brain, can- uh, brain cancer, brain tumor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to have gone through all of that is one thing, but I felt the same way that you did, Maria. Mm-hmm. I felt a responsibility to other people, really from a caregiver's point mm-hmm. of view. Mm-hmm. And I promised myself when I was having one of the toughest nights with my husband, because with a brain tumor patient, they're not themselves. And no, no. It was scary one night where he was actually becoming very violent. Yep. And I had to call the Very doctor at 3 o'clock. Oh, it was terrible. I had to call the doctor at 3 o'clock in the morning. And this is somebody, the love of my life, that I we were just recently married. It was heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, the doctor just kept telling me, just whatever you do, lock yourself in the room. And he said, oh. get the cordless phone right now. And the doctor would not hang up the phone until he felt that I was safe. Wow. And it was the reaction of the brain tumor. You know, yeah. the whole, it was so scary for me because he was on the Coumadin to make sure, you know, he wasn't getting blood clots, and I was just so frightened that he'd break a simple glass and he could bleed to death, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, so, you know, that was the thing with, with my recovery. I, I went through a lot of rehab therapies, cognitive, 
And I saw people whose families didn't understand the the cognitive effects and the psychological effects. And there were people in my rehab groups that had brain tumors. They had suffered from brain cancer. They had, you know, motorcycle accidents. The effects are pretty common across all types of brain injuries. Sure. So um, I learned a lot, and I thought this information has to get out there um, yeah. in, in layman's terms and from the perspective of a patient being trapped inside that. So I wrote the book and, and just every email that I get every day from people uh, all over the world going, I'm going to read part of this to my friends at work because they don't understand, you know, or to my husband or to my wife or, so, I was, you know, I, and you know what's funny, we, we were talking about storytelling, you know, with, with my branding work and that sort uh-huh. of, you know, you, you play to your strengths, right? So I yeah. have always been good with words. I've always been a good storyteller and a writer. And I thought, why don't I use that gift to give back? Yeah. Well, I have the goosebumps because I feel that we are similar in that respect because I promised myself that night locked in that bedroom, if I can write a book to, and it helps one person, then it would be well worth my effort. And mm-hmm. it's now 15 years. My husband's anniversary of his death was 15 years ago last week. Mm-hmm. And the book is written, and I just needed to write my final chapter. Mm-hmm. And I have vowed that this summer that final chapter will be written, and I will get that book out. And it's just ironic that you would be on my show today because you're my inspiration <laughs> to get it done. Do it, do it. Yes. People need it. They need the. Uh, I, I'm so shocked by how little information some people get from their doctors and their hospitals. Yeah. And I was so fortunate. At, uh, this happened to me in Seattle, the University of Washington um, Medical uh-huh. Center, and I was like, I've got to share this information if I was lucky enough to get it. Yeah, and Maria, I always tell the story that that's how my radio show got started, from the concept that I felt through my personal experience with my first husband, I learned so many lessons, and mm-hmm. it's so funny because... That's what the book is based on, is all the lessons that I've learned. It sounds Mm -hmm. very similar to yours. Mm -hmm. And I had said to the radio station, you know, John Martin from TogiNet, he said, well, if you had a radio show to do, tell me what would you do it on? And I said, well, you know what, I just remembered that experience was so much a part of my life that it's just almost not fair to keep all that knowledge an experience that I had to myself when it could help other people. And Mm -hmm. that's why it's paying it forward, but I put a business twist on it. And Mm -hmm. um, we're on the same page, Maria. Yeah, exactly. A lot of those lessons, those life lessons apply to your business as well. And, and, you know, if, if you if you find a lesson that works in your life and and you work for yourself or you have a small business, um, you know, your, your business is intertwined with your life. So, you know, you can apply those lessons to both areas. Yeah. So, Maria, tell me something. You said that you experienced the cognitive and um, psychological deficits. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Expand on that. Tell us a little more about that. Yeah, well, there's a lot of common um, effects of brain injury. Um, cognitively, you know, depending on, on the type of brain injury and where in the brain it is, mm-hmm. there's there's very surprising effects that people don't know about. We didn't know about until we had to we had to know, right? But sure. you know, things like reduced attention and concentration, um, uh-huh. heightened distractibility, um, problems in flexibility of thinking, at least, you know, that's true for me. I have to stick very closely to a schedule um, okay. or I get a little anxious when things are not, you know, when things change the last minute. And I was never like that before. Uh-huh. Um, 
you know, impaired complex information processing skills. Um, there's, there's a common thing with a lot of brain injury patients that, um, especially if they had a frontal lobe in- injury, uh, that's that sort of where the, my husband. the, yes, so the yeah. pilot of your brain, that's, that's where your executive skills are, all the stuff that mm. helps us in our businesses, right? Planning, prioritization, sure. management. And a lot of times the, the filter, is impacted. So what happens is a feeling of overwhelm. So for me, I can get very overwhelmed by too much information coming at me at one time, and it's forced me in a good, here's a good lesson here that I got uh-huh. out of this experience. Yeah. I have to focus on one thing at a time. I used to be a master multitasker, and I don't have to be that person anymore. I, I can't. It, it makes me anxious. I kind of get paralyzed with anxiety and indecision. And mm-hmm. a lot of brain injury patients feel that. They get overwhelmed, whether it's, you know, stimuli like lights and sounds, being in a crowded bar, or for me, being at Times Square a couple years ago was like, oh, yeah. oh my God. So, um, you know, a lot of that, that overwhelm because of that filter issue. And then with some severe cases, that filter issue manifests itself as um, maybe a loss of social graces, maybe okay. inappropriate behavior or outbursts. Yeah, it's people like they don't that have control. that. Yeah, that filter is not there. It's almost like I always think of my dad, you know, when my dad was like 80 years old. I, mm-hmm. I always thought, like, what happened to your filter? Whatever came <laughs> in his mind just yeah. came out of his mouth. I'm like, my, 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 dad. Dad never, my dad never had one, so. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, yeah, and then, you know, a big thing is that uh, brain injury patients deal with a really low fatigue threshold for many, many years afterwards. I mean, I still oh, wow. kind of, I have to plan my day pretty carefully or okay. I just can be completely wiped out by the end of the day. So those are some common ones, and then some, some, but Maria, as you're speaking about all of this, it's amazing how much it applies to any business owner. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. Because every business owner has to be focused. The more focused you are, the more you're going to get accomplished in your day. And I have to tell you, even for myself, I used to be a multitasker. I used to be able to do 10 things at the same time. And I'm still forced to do that because I still have three young children. But Mm -hmm. I have to tell you, those days when I say, you know what, I'm taking everything off of my desk, I'm putting it on the floor in one pile, and I'm just doing one project at a time, at least at the end of the day, I feel like, okay, I'm not so overwhelmed, and I got this project done, and I got this project done. So it's it's ironic that everything you're suggesting mm-hmm. that you experienced and that you learned applies directly to running a business. Exactly. And, you know, I, I've done speaking about, you know, sort of these seven lessons that I, I discovered through my recovery that are the seven things that I talk, you know, some of the seven things that I talk to my branding clients about and focus is a big one of them. You know, when I'm working with people on their brand, you can't boil the ocean. You can't be all things to all people. You've got to, you've got to choose who your target ideal customer is and speak to them. And don't worry if other people don't like you because, you know, a strong brand means that you're, you're speaking to your people and that means that there's going to be people that don't like you. That's actually the mark of a very good brand because it means that you, you are very deliberate and intentional about who you're targeting and who you're, you're messaging to. So, yeah, a lot of those lessons are really, really valuable. And I'm actually, there were lessons I was forced to learn. Um, sure. And like I said, when I had to adapt how I worked, um, this is where I kind of see the gift in the whole situation is that, um, you know, I was really stressed and running myself ragged and trying to do everything. I was trying to live my best life and do everything all at the same time. Sure. And, you know, you have to prioritize. There's, there's no such thing as work-life balance. 
Some things take priority over others at certain points in your life, and you need to be okay with that. And you were forced to slow down, and you know what? There's Mm -hmm. a lot of entrepreneurs out there that we all should be forced to slow down, and Mm -hmm. it's just so important to recharge, rethink, and restart. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, and here we are. I can't believe we're halfway through the show, Maria. It's flying by, but we'll be right back with Maria Ross. Thanks, everyone. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on Toginet.com. Are you ready to get your woohoo on? From business and branding to babies, best-selling books, and personal breakthroughs? Then it's time to tune in to Woohoo Radio, Love, Life, Business, and the Pursuit of Happiness with your host, Lisa Stedman, Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Using her signature blend of inspiration, motivation, and kick-butt action, best-selling author and chief woohoo woman, Lisa Stedman, wants to help you discover the woohoo that only you can do. Lisa will show you how to create your signature woohoo way of love, life, business and the pursuit of happiness without losing yourself. If you're tired of a one-size-fits-all approach to career, relationships, and personal growth, get your weekly woohoo on with Lisa and her rock star guests as they reveal their personal stories of bouncing back from boohoo of rock bottom into the woohoo of love, life, business, and the pursuit of happiness. Check out her website, lisastedman.com. Join us for Woohoo Radio, love, life, business, and the pursuit of happiness. Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu, Wednesday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Helen Wu was born and raised in San Francisco's Chinatown, and after a very difficult upbringing, fighting depression, abuse, and addictions, she finally finds herself genuinely happy inside and out. Helen believes in taking our positive thinking and doing something positive to achieve a positive outcome. She's here to make a positive difference in your life, to be your game changer, your aha moment mentor. She's ready to help both men and women get into a better place. Helen Wu is also the author of Self-Aid Success Stories, 25 Success Stories from Successful Entrepreneurs. Inspired by Ellen DeGeneres, Helen wants the world to know that just because we find ourselves in a difficult situation doesn't mean we have to stay there. We can aid ourselves to a better life. So join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine. So we have Maria Ross on the phone with us today, and those are my children screaming in the background, and they know Mom's doing her radio show. Sorry about that. But um, so, Maria, before break, well, we know you had a brain aneurysm. We know you learned a lot of lessons with that. But um, so you had just started your own business when this all happened. When did you go back to work, and how did you adapt 
the way you work. Well, we, we already really discussed that. But, you know, this happens a lot in business. How did you get things ramped up again after being away for so long? Because lots of times with entrepreneurs, they have different projects that they're working on. Maybe it is taking time off of their business to write a book, and then they have to go back to whatever their original business was. How, how would you suggest that somebody starts to get back into it? Well, for me, I um, this happened to me in August of 2008, and um, I was in the hospital for six weeks and then spent months kind of in recovery and getting my strength back and getting getting my bearings. Um, I started dipping my toe back into the work waters probably February, um, which which at the time seemed interminable, but it really, if you think about it now, it was only about six months oh my, later. Yeah, that's like um, nothing. I know, <laughs> and so really yeah. it was just, I just, it was luckily I was my my own boss, and so it wasn't like I had to go back to an eight, you know a nine to five type of thing. I I took on a project for a friend who okay. um, had a project, and so it was just like a part time thing. And my therapist wanted me to to take on something very structured and very um, you know sco- tightly scoped because I was sort of testing the boundaries of, of oh sure some of the damage right, yeah. and I ended up. <laughs> Classic to me. I ended up job, picking right? up a project that was crazy. It had no rules, no structure. It was like, you know, trying to coordinate 500 different business women doing different things. And I cried every night. And But, you know, I got through it. And really, uh-huh. I just was very picky and choosy about the, the projects I took on. And I was just taking on sort of one project at a time. Okay. And I got, you know, things ra- ra- ramped up. I kind of sort of got back in the game again. Um I just recently wrote a blog post about four ways to jumpstart your business after a break. And, um, you know, one of them is, is really reestablishing your networks. It's uh, kind of inviting key people back to your welcome back party, you know, sending people emails, hey, I'm back to work, I'm accepting limited clients, yada, yada, yada. Um, jumping into online conversations again, you know, starting to blog again, starting to get actively involved on my Facebook page, uh, commenting on other people's business blogs. So really slowly making sure that you're, you're present in the conversation again was a huge help. And then, um, you know, really just getting out there in person. A lot of my business is referrals and relationships. So okay. I started going to, to key networking events again, even when I couldn't drive because I had some vision issues. I would okay. have friends take me and, uh, you know, just made sure to go to maybe like one of those a week and get back in circulation and, and let people know I was back. You know, you think everybody knows what's going on with you, but they don't. They're busy wrapped up with their own stuff. So sure, um, it was really just about reaching out again and just, you know, not expecting like within the first week I was going to bring in all this business again, but but just getting back in circulation. Oh, great. I think that's important. And just being realistic and knowing your limitations, which all business owners need to know. Mm-hmm. So, yes. all right. So, Maria, you had mentioned that you share with a lot of your branding clients um, seven lessons that you learned. Would you be able to share those with us today? Sure, sure. Well, the first one we, we kind of already talked about, which was focus. Um, as I mentioned, okay. I work with my branding clients on focusing on their ideal customers um, with great clarity and precision and not trying to boil the ocean. So focusing on their priorities was key to helping me recover, but it was also, it's also key to really building a strong brand. Um, the second one is really about being authentic, um, okay. And we hear we hear that word bandied around a lot, and really authentic just means promising what you can deliver, 
And so from a personal side, I had to be authentic with, with there was a new me after my brain injury. So I couldn't keep acting like, uh, you know, uh, the old me could do this and that. I had to play to my current strengths okay. and adapt to a new me to authentically deliver what I could deliver to my clients. And it's the same thing with your business. You really need to be authentic and don't, don't promise to customers a value or a brand or, or anything that you can't authentically deliver. There's, everyone has strengths. There's a market for everything. So really play to what you're good at. And if you're going to go out in the world promising something with advertising or social media or your website, you better make darn sure that you, you can deliver on those expectations and really be authentic. Yeah, I think that's so important. And, Maria, the truth of the matter is, as business owners, we have to realize for ourselves we're being hired for who we are. Don't try Mm -hmm. to be somebody you're not because Mm -hmm. they want you. And I think a lot of times people just have to be natural, be themselves, and, like you said, only provide what you're capable of providing and don't overpromise. It's almost better to underpromise and surprise than to do the reverse. Yeah, I mean, and it's true for product businesses too. You know, it's it's you can't say your product's going to do. You know, it slices, it dices, it does, it does everything. It's it, you just you, your product needs to deliver the value it delivers, and that's what the message that you need to go out to the marketplace with. You can't, you know, you can't try to pretend to be Apple if you're not going to put the work into products and services that Apple puts into it. You know, you can't just what I call slap a coat of brand paint on something and hope that people believe you. Um, just just start with your strengths and start with what you can authentically deliver. That's great. So that was step number two, lesson that, number two, right? Uh, yes, that was. Um, the third, the, well, actually, the third one um, is really about, um, you know, counting on your tribe. We talk about, okay. you know, trying to create really loyal brand evangelists and customers. And in my personal life, I had a great community around me that helped me, my friends, my family, my husband. Um, And I I had to be okay asking for help. And it's kind of the same thing when you start your own business. You know, you can't, you can't be an expert at everything. So you might have to hire a a small business lawyer. You'll have to hire an accountant or a bookkeeper. Um, But you you build that team around you so that you can be better than than the sum of your parts. And even with your customers, you know, if if you're working with your customers hand-in-hand, they'll be your tribe for you. They'll be your sales force. And the more that you can delight and deliver to them, the more that they'll spread the word about you. So you can't sort of be an island if you're if you're starting your own business. Even if you think you can do everything yourself, you just can't. Yeah, that's so important. And that was probably one of the biggest lessons I had learned early on in running my business, Maria, is that, and you mentioned it earlier, we have to capitalize on our strengths. And Mm -hmm. whatever our weaknesses are, I can't tell you how good I feel when I hire somebody that's so much better than me in a particular area. It just makes me feel like they've got my back covered. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is crucial and important that, you know, you, I like that word tribe. You try to create a tribe around you Mm -hmm. that has all of their special specialties and it all mm-hmm. pulls together into a corporation. Well, know? and it's not, yeah, and it's not a weakness. It's actually m- way more efficient. Sure. <laughs> you know, if we're no, talking about, so... about being sensible and being smart, it's just, it's, yeah. it's so much less painful and way more efficient. 
No, you're so so right. I have to tell you. So when I had a little problem with my computer, you know, I bring it over to Staples, my local Staples guys, and they they have all the computer technicians. They know me by name, mm-hmm. and I call up. I'm like, this is Josephine, and they're like, we know. How are mm-hmm. you? I'm like, how do you know me? They're like, how can we forget you? But it's so funny. I walk in yesterday. They bend over backwards for me, and you know what? I said to the manager, these guys are great. They they mm-hmm. are my, you know, computer department here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, definitely. They're your IT. Yeah, and I feel great about it. So I think it's, it was just, it relieved me. Within an hour, my computer was up running efficiently, and I was home and no lost time. So it's like just go out and make those relationships. I think it's Yeah, so exactly. And it's that cost-benefit analysis too, right? You know, how much Absolutely. is your time worth? And, you know, yeah. what are you really going to spend, you know, 20 hours trying to fix your computer yourself when you can just, you know, pay, for, pay to take it in and get yeah. it knocked out in a couple of hours and then get back to the work that you do? Yeah. That's so right. Okay, so I agree. Counting on your count on your tribe. Super important. Okay, how about lesson number four? Lesson four is practicing patience. So, um, you know, you and I both talked about the fact that we're both Italian, and, and I'm yeah. also a redhead, so I really don't have patience <laughs> in my DNA. Um, but, you know, it, I always saw patience as um, a bad thing. Patience, to me, before meant stagnation. But patience is about really understanding the realistic steps it's going to take you for you to get somewhere and measuring your forward progress along the way. And it's the same thing when you're building your company or you're building your brand. It's, it's you know, you can't have a killer brand overnight. You know, building a brand is about people knowing, liking, and trusting you, and that takes time. And so as long as you, you are moving in the right direction and measuring some smaller milestones along the way, you know, keep at it and keep going. It's, it's not supposed to, you're not supposed to just be able to flip a switch. Otherwise, everyone would be able to do it. So Absolutely. Um, don't, don't equate patience with stagnation. It's, it's about forward progress. Yeah, and you know what? I think you're so right about that. I was just reading an article yesterday about how important doing, like, even yoga, where you almost have to silence your mind, mm-hmm. be patient with yourself, mm-hmm. and just almost get to that still place so mm-hmm. that you can really think with a clear mind exactly what your ne- next step should be as mm-hmm. opposed to just waking up every day and doing what you did the day before. It's so important to almost become aware of your surroundings. And I think in order to do that, you have to have a lot of patience for yourself because a lot of times, I know for myself, I constantly feel like I'm running, running, running. But right. It is important to step back, have patience with yourself, and hear that silence. Well, yeah, absolutely, and that's why, you know, when I work with a lot of clients, it's like, whoa, 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 you're out there investing and you're doing all this marketing activity and you're running, 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 but, but you, you say you're too busy to step back and build your brand strategy. But if you actually built your brand strategy, your marketing would be, it would be more efficient and it would work better for you because you're getting yeah. so caught up in the hamster wheel of what I call performing random acts of marketing. You know, you yeah. need oh, to take that hysterical. time. Yeah, you, you need to take that time that. and build that strategy, and then actually then when you move forward with your tactics, you might find you're doing less and you're getting more. 
Yeah. No, I think you're so right. And, of course, we all have to learn how to measure our results so that we know whether we really should be focusing and spending our time on that. But Mm -hmm. these are great tips. I can't wait to get more tips from Maria Ross of RedSlice.com. Okay, thanks, everybody. We'll be right back. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on Toginet.com. The Mary Beth Wells Hour is a talk radio show where we reach out, reach deep, and talk about topics of substance. We'll cover points of interest, such as World War II and the Holocaust, the Vietnam War, the planets and the oceans, skydiving, rock climbing, and much, much more. Join me every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time as we delve into and discuss fascinating subjects. It's a program to pique your interest for sure. Why do I feel so lousy? Why aren't my medications working? Why can't my doctor figure me out? These are just a few of the questions Dr. Kevin Connors will be exploring in Dr. Kevin Connors Live on Tuggynet.com. The author of the book, Help, My Body is Killing Me, solving the connections of autoimmune disease to thyroid problems, fibromyalgia, depression, ADD, ADHD, and more. He'll dig into these and many other conditions to dissect the mechanisms of your problems. Giving God the glory and looking for answers to make you look and feel better, to make you feel whole again. For more on him, his book, and the show, check out UpperRoomWellness.com. Never be satisfied with a diagnosis. There is always a reason behind it. And if you can alter the mechanisms that led you down your current path, we can change your future. It's Dr. Kevin Connors, live here on Togginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here, and we have Maria Ross with us. So, Maria, um, this is our last segment of Paying It Forward. Before we go on with our last segment, can you just tell my listeners exactly how they can contact you if they have any questions, if they want to check out your website, and where can they purchase your book? I know we're giving away two free books today, um, but tell us where um, they can purchase it. Yeah, so my main website is red-slice.com, and they can go there. Um, There's information under the writing section on both the Branding Basics for Small Business book as well as Rebooting My Brain. But um, online, uh, the books are available at kind of the usual suspects. the Branding Basics book is available in both digital and print formats through um, Amazon, BarnesandNoble.com, um, et cetera, and those links are all through my website. In addition, Rebooting My Brain is currently digitally only available on Amazon. I'm running a special exclusive promotion with them right now, but it will soon again be available for Nook and iTunes and such, and it's available in print format as well um, through Amazon and through Barnes & Noble. If people want more specific information, 
information about Rebooting My Brain, they can also go to rebootingmybrain.com and find some sample chapters and uh, some resources and information. Okay, perfect. So, Maria, as you were giving all this great information on how to contact you, I'm sitting here thinking, so what are we going to do about giving away these two books? How should we handle it? And I'm thinking that why don't we – we'll be tweeting this podcast of the show today, and, of course, we have some live listeners today. Um, What do you think about this? How about we ask – everyone to tweet us your first step to your first lesson learned in branding. The answer to that, we just did that. They could tweet us and the first person who gives us the correct response can get the first book, which is Branding Basics for Small Business. Do you like that? Um, yeah, yeah, that that may be a good idea. I mean, those, the, those aren't quite sort of like the first lessons to branding, but... Um... But yeah, I mean, if they want to, how do you want to? Um, how do you want to define that? Yeah. Yeah, I guess, I guess that I I think I need to leave that up to you. <laughs> all right, all right. This so, will be yeah. fun. This will be fun. So, all right. Listen, let's just um, because I know that the first um, business tip that you had was focus. So, anybody who tweets us with um, telling us that they listened to our show today and say that your first business tip is focus, will will win that book. How's that? I think that the, should be the, good. The first person to tweet that? Because that we're giving away one Branding Basics book and one Rebooting My Brain book. So we yeah, probably so want to make do, it really clear that we're not giving it away to everybody that tweets. <laughs> absolutely. It, we're giving away two books. So that will be for the first. How about we do the first one? And then the second person, how do we want to do that? Rebooting your brain. Yeah, you tell me. All right, let's think. Um, well, let's just go with tip number two, be authentic. Okay, so that means everybody's got to listen to our podcast. And the first two people that tweet that your first business tip was to be focused will win the first book. And the next person to tweet, the second person to tweet telling us, that the second business tip is be authentic will be the winner. How's okay. that? Yeah, I mean, and do they need to copy you on a hashtag or, or something? You probably need to give them a little bit more explicit instructions. All right, let's, let's do that. So they'll hashtag, um, what do you want the hashtag to be? What do you think? You need to be able to track it for your show. So. <laughs> all right, all right. So, um, well, they'll respond to my tweet probably. And, of course, I'm tweeting through at Glovies. And then what I'll do is I'll forward the information to you and you guys can send out the book. I think that should work out well. Okay. Okay. So let's do that. Thank you for your offer to give away two of your free books because I know there's a lot of listeners out there right now (laughs) that are probably listening. Okay, so let's move on. So we were talking about seven steps or seven tips. We got up to four. The first was focus or be authentic, counting on your tribe. Then you mentioned patience. What were the other three, Maria? Um, well, the fifth one is really learning to say no. Um, and as we talked about at the top of the call, you know, I really had to, to cut down on my commitments and be able to, 
to focus on one thing at a time. So that really involves uh, being able to say no to the wrong things so that you can say yes to the right things. And oh, that's I a really like that. important lesson for all of us. Um, when I work with clients on their brand, you know, it's the same thing. It's, if you want your brand to represent something, then there, there might be customers and clients that you potentially have to say no to so that you leave space and you leave room for the right people. But in addition, you know, if you've got the wrong clients and customers running around, they're also representing your brand. So you have to remember that every client you accept is, is representing your brand. So you need to be just as choosy choosing them as they are in choosing you. And uh, you just need to, to have that time to say yes to the right things, the right clients and the right customers with your limited oh. resources. I love that. I think that is such a, a really cool original quote. Say no to the wrong thing so you can say yes to the right thing. That's so great. Okay, great, Maria. So let's go on to number six. Uh, lesson six is really just about facing the fear. Um, and I had to overcome some, some fears with, with my new me when I was recovering. And um, I really just kind of forced myself to, to I guess, walk the walk until it was, until it was authentic. I, was, I, I started acting brave until I could start feeling brave again. And that's really very true with your business and your brand. You, you, great things happen because people, not because people aren't scared, but because they push through the fear. So you don't want to let that fear of the unknown stop you from building the brand that you want to build or the business that you desire because a breakthrough by definition means you break through a barrier. It's not supposed to be easy. So don't let the fact that you're scared of something stop you from from doing something for your business and, and taking that next step. Wow, that is so powerful to me, Maria, because so often, like, and even for myself, I hate to be this brutally honest. There are so many times I hate to make a phone call because I'm afraid of, to hear that no, because it's such rejection because Glovies is like a child to me, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's so important to start, and this is your quote, start acting brave until you are brave and you will become brave. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think so people, good. yeah, I mean, they wouldn't, they don't call it courage unless you're scared of something. So don't, don't let the fact that you're afraid of, of, you know, making some brand decisions that might be big risks maybe, um, if you really think that's going to get you where you want to go. Yeah, I think that's great. Oh, my gosh, we're learning so much from you today, Maria. This is great. So, okay, what is the final lesson then? The final one is really to find the humor. Um, we, we've used a lot of humor at, in even the darkest times with, with my brain injury and in recovery and just being able to, to find the humor in those really bleak moments. And it's the same thing with our businesses. Um, you know, we're, we're going to make a client mad. We, we might miss a deadline. We might not make our sales numbers, you know, but we need to, to find the humor in the situation and lighten the mood because when you do, it helps kind of take the pressure off and it helps you think more clearly so you can problem solve. And yeah. so, you know, wrapping yourself up in a tizzy about things all the time is, is not productive. So things will go wrong. They can go wrong. But finding the humor in that adversity is really vital. Yeah, I think you're so, so right. Um, I, you remind me of, you know, I actually have this engraved on a little thing on my first husband's tombstone, and it was one of his favorite sayings. If you ain't got 
a sense of humor, you ain't got nothing. (laughs) And he used to always say that. It's just like, really, in the big scheme of things, is it really that important? Exactly. If we can look at all of the things we do in life and in business, really, I agree with you so much. Just put it all in perspective, and it's hard to do when you're in the heat of the moment, but mm-hmm. just take a step back, and and it'll all come together. But, um, Absolutely. gosh, we have a little less than three minutes to our show. I feel like we've learned so much. What else do you want to share with us, Maria? I mean, you are such an inspiration to so many people. Um, you know what I want to know personally, and this is a branding question. So, Maria, mm-hmm. you are out there. You're a branding specialist, and you have this whole experience, mm-hmm. and your two books are, in a way, very, very different. Mm-hmm. How can a business owner pull things together when they have so many different things going on? And I'll use myself as an example. So I have my Gloviest product, which is a multi-purpose disposable glove for toddlers, totally different from my radio show. Mm-hmm. and. These two things are totally different from the book by the name. Um, the name is, by the way, the name is um, From the Heart of a Rocket Ship. So, mm-hmm. And that is based on cancer and survival and all that stuff. So it's three very, very different things. How mm-hmm. does one pull it together? Well, you've got to find the common thread, the the umbrella across what your brand should represent. Um, And if you're if you're passionate about all those things, there's got to be a common thread in there somewhere. Um, You know, the fact that you're a business owner and you do a radio show that also provides support to entrepreneurs—that's not so you know uh, different. um, In that, you know, your your business doesn't have to be about helping other businesses. You're you are a business owner and you're you're giving advice with this show. And then bringing your personal passions into it is really just a thread about about what makes you you. So you've got to build sort of your Josephine brand around what is what is the thing that ties all these things together. Yeah, I think that's so important. And Maria, what is your thought about everybody? And I know I've had other people on the show that says it's so important to make sure you get your name dot com. So I have, I own com. Is that all part of branding in your mind? I, I think it's important. I don't think it's a deal breaker necessarily, but, okay. you know, I have I have mine. And, um, you know, for some people that's going to be easier than others. I wouldn't lose sleep over it if someone else has your domain name, especially if you have a very common name. Um, but just, you know, make sure that if you, whatever website you do have, you're really optimizing that for search. And you're ensuring that if someone does Google your name, that that, that website is coming up, you know, in the, the beginning of the searches. For, for the Tom Smiths and the Mary Jones of the world, you know, they might have a harder time actually securing their name. So if you can secure your URL, I advise doing it. Um, okay. But if you can't, don't lose sleep. Okay. Well, that is a great piece of advice, and we're going to wrap up paying it forward. And I want to thank Maria Ross for being a part of our show today. And to everybody, have a great, productive week, and I'll see you next week on Paying It Forward. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for being a part of Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on Togginet.com. This show is dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. Each week we'll be discussing accomplishments, lessons 